have you desired a generation of true Christians? Do your heart hunger for the Word of God and rise in the power of the Holy Spirit? Are you eager to join the Revival Army of God for Kingdom Advancement? Welcome to Agents of Change Podcast, where we work as one and together advance the kingdom. We are channels only with God's power flowing through us every day and every hour. Stay tuned and be blessed. So one day in your influence, you cannot do them again. Your life is tied with Him. That is the foundation of serving God acceptably. My yoke. Second Corinthians chapter five. We are taking a long time to build up these issues, but it's okay. Second Corinthians chapter five. Are you there? From verse fourteen. Help me read. For Christ's love compels us. Because we are convinced that one died for all. Therefore, all died. Now listen, we need to take it slow now. And he died for all. For which purpose? That they can continue to live the way they want to live? Can we read the Bible? And he died for all. That what? That who he has saved that those who he has washed by his blood that those who have heeded the call unto salvation who have come with their loads and dropped it at his feet that they should what no longer live for who for themselves when they gave back to you since the day you knew yourself like somebody said you were living for yourself you did the things you wanted to do you go to the places you wanted to go you had the friends you wanted to have but sir when you come under this relationship and constraining influence of Christ you are compelled to live no longer for yourself this is the foundation of Christian service. But what do we see today in the body of Christ? People living for themselves. People, that's why I said he did not call you to pursue your personal agenda. People who, whose ambition is still alive. People who are still hoping that they will use God as a means to an end. They were lied to that become Jesus if they become Christians. Jesus will give them power and everything they need to fulfill their ambition. No, he has a plan, he has an agenda. He 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 knows what he wants to do with your life. And when you come, you drop yours. So let them deny themselves. Take up the cross and follow me. In other places, he told them, Listen, some of you, it is your 
important persons, if it's your significant others that is an issue, there were people that were dead to your lives. Oh, watch my knee loved charity before he knew Christ. She was the love of his heart. He loved that girl. And when he knew Jesus, Jesus Christ said, we can't go with her. He said, but Lord, he tried to bribe the Lord. He cried to the Lord. God said, no way. No way. No way. Some of you, it is your parents. My daddy, my daddy. My mommy, my mommy. My uncle, my auntie. He said, you must deny your father, mother. Some of you, your family influence is so strong. They decide the course you read. They decide the university. They don't care about God's will for your life. They don't care about the plan and purpose for which God had in mind when he was molding and creating you. They don't care. They have their agenda for your life. And even they say, yeah, you are a Christian, but listen to me and your father. This is what you must do. This is where you must go. Your mother said, if I'm your mother, you must do this. You must do that. But Jesus said, if you love me, if you, if you, if you want to go with me, you must deny them. Is it not God that says we should respect our parents? You obey them as long as it's not against his will. When it is his will, you need to cry to him to cause them to release you. But you must never, never yield to them. deny yourself set aside yourself your agenda all the things that you count there all the things that are precious to you he said listen to me when you come you must forget about them you must keep them aside you can't come to him and begin to tell him what you want to do he is lord when they are supposed to preach jesus they will not preach him as the savior they preach him as Lord and Savior. When you come to a Lord, he tells you what to do. When you come under the yoke, he decides your life. Listen, others may do it, but you, you cannot do it. And you don't understand why it's like my life like that. But every other sister is doing it. Why are you complaining me, Lord? He said, because you following me and I know where I'm taking you to. I know the thoughts and the plans that I have for you. They are thoughts of good and not of evil to bring you to an expected end. You come under his constraining or restraining influence. You feel your life is tied under God. And like the old saints say, he say, others may, but I cannot. Because this time around, I am tied to a master. you have must end at the cross and a new life must begin and in this new life the agenda is simple follow me when he met the early disciples that became apostles what did he tell them he said follow me no explanation at the point he told them something he said and i'll make you fishers of men they were lucky he told them because listen if you say follow me just follow you may not know but just follow he's the lord when he told peter 
about his future and destiny. Peter said, excuse me, sir. Say, please, please. Say, this man, what shall he do? He said, what is that? I have a particular power for everyone. But if you must follow me, the way to begin is to deny yourself. Everything must end here. You can't continue on your journey before you met Christ. It must end. And it must begin with him and whatever he wants to do with your life. So we are called to follow in the footsteps of Christ in a lifelong discipleship relationship with him. Amen. We are called to follow him. And it is important we lay this foundation. Until you come to this point where you are fully given and yielded to him, then new life cannot begin. If you have your Bibles, please, I want you, and I sh I'm sure you do, I want you to read for me Mark chapter 10, verses 35. Mark chapter 10, verse 35. Mark chapter 10, verses 35. And James and John. Go on. Yes. Now listen, this was a case of two brothers who thought they could use Jesus to fulfill a personal ambition. Those guys knew what it means to do what Nigerians call connection. If you read the account in Matthew chapter 20, they actually came with their mother. Because at the point when Jesus' ministry began to get fame and people began to say, yes, there's a man of God here and things are happening. The mother said, this is my two children. This man may become the next leader of Israel. And it will be great if you become minister of finance and chief of staff. So they came. They, if you read the Matthew account, the Bible said they came with their mother, Lobi. They came to Lobi Jesus. Say, Master. They say, please. Just, we want to ask for appointment. Because when you restore the kingdom and you become king, I know Judas is looking for treasurer of the kingdom. And we, we are just asking, we want to be your right hand man. This one, my son, I want him to become chief of staff. And then this one, make him secretary to the government. <laughs> you don't come to him to continue to pursue your personal ambition. 
They do understand. And I see a lot of people think that they can have what is it vertical uplifting or what do they call it in life with the gospel. They think that they can use the gospel to become rich and famous. Somebody say if you want to make it, it's either you become a politician or you join the army or you become a pastor. Very easy before you realize people will be respecting you. But you tell them you don't understand. You now ask them a question Are you able to be baptized with the baptism of your baptized? He was telling them something deep. Say, I have a baptism to undergo. I have come for a mission. And that mission is what I am calling you into. This mission will take my life. It will require my life. Are you following me? It will require my life. It is a war. It is a project. A heavenly project I have come to achieve. And it has great cost. It will cost me my life. He said, are you able to follow me? They answered, they did not understand. You see, when you come to Christ, I want you to understand you are joining an army. Are you following me? When you come to Christ, you are joining a, a should I use the word movement? Before you became a Christian, something was happening there's a war between two kingdoms there's a cause jesus can say for this cause i've come there's a cause are you hearing me when you come to him you are joining that cause the cause will cost you if you be your life it will take everything from you are you following it will take everything from you and if possible it will cost you your life he said are you able to follow me into that they were thinking that it will enhance their life they were thinking their welfare will be improved they were thinking they will become rich and famous and significant but what he was telling them is a lesson there is a baptism there is a cost there is a war and in this, it will require my own life. I will give my life. Are you able? Do you know what it means to follow me? And they say, yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe in my heart. He just answered them because he saw in future that they would truly follow him. And they will truly pay the price and be baptized with his baptism. But I want you sitting here today to know that when you join the kingdom, when you follow him, you are following him for his cause. You are following him for the advancement of his cause. You are joining his army. And I pray God will give us more understanding. But listen to me. You need to understand what it means to truly serve the Lord. Who of you 
will join the Nigerian army, for example, and decide. <laughs> I've not been there, but I've heard stories, right? When you go there, immediately you enter, you yourself, you know that life has changed for you. Are you following me? Huh? You will know. When you come there, you will see you don't have rights again. Huh? I wish there's a soldier here. You will know that in this place, my life is controlled. I can't do what I want to do in my own time and in my own way. When you want to sleep, they will not allow you. When you want to go and eat, they will not allow you. They will give you two minutes to eat. Everything you lose right, so to say, of living. And when you enter, you are under what? Commanding officers. And they will be the one that will tell you where to go, what to do, and how to do. And I want you to know that this is exactly what happens when you become a Christian. Away with the Christianity. That things you can just become a Christian and live anyhow. And do whatever you want to do. You dress the way you want to dress. You serve God the way you want to serve God. You decide everything. No, we don't serve God like that. You follow him. And his own terms and condition. You do only what he has called you to do. You go only to the places that he has called you to go. You also realize that I am no longer in charge. That he is in charge. Amen. He's calling us to labor. He's calling us to war. He's not calling us so that we'll continue to do what we want to do. He's calling us that we may follow him. Like I said, so many of us, when we give our life to Jesus Christ, we make that mistake. But Paul understood it. Paul who became Saul, Saul who became Paul. He told them. He told the Lord when the Lord encountered him. He said, Lord, what will you have me do? Did you read that? Let's read that in Acts of the Apostles. Chapter 9. And depending from the version you are reading, it's still the same thing. Acts, chapter, Acts of the Apostles, you are there. Acts of the Apostle chapter 9. Are you in chapter 9? You know the story? When God encountered him. Look at what the Bible says. He said, And so yet breathing out threatenings and slaughter against the disciples of the Lord went on to the high priests and desired of him letters to Damascus, to the synagogue that he 
if he found any of this way, whether they were men and women, that he might bring them bound unto Jerusalem. And as he journeyed, he came near Damascus, and suddenly there shined round about him a light from heaven. And the Bible says he fell to the earth and heard a voice saying, Saul, Saul, why persecuted thou me? Verse 5, and he said, Who art thou, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecuted. It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. And he, trembling and astonished, said, Lord, what will thou have me to do? And the Lord said unto him, Arise and go to the city, and it shall be told thee what thou must do. The man was on a journey. When he encountered God, he knew the journey had ended. And what did he ask? He said, Lord, what will you have me to do? You don't come to him and begin to decide what you will do. He told him, say, you will be told what to do. You will be told what to do. I don't know your life history. I don't know how it has been for you in your Christian journey. But I ask you, when you met the Lord, when you encountered Jesus, did you lay everything at his feet? And did you ask, Lord, what would you have me to do? Or did you continue your life and continued on your journey? There are some of you. He saved you. But that sinful relationship, you have continued inside. When I gave my life to Jesus Christ, the lady I was going out with, she told me she was a Christian. That no problem, we can continue. But the master said, No. Say, No. Some of you, you were doing some wrong things. Things against God, against the gospel, against truth. When he encountered you, you stubbornly stood up and continued on that way. Nothing has changed. You stubbornly set yourself on your way. And for me, it's either you have not encountered him at all, or you are just stubborn and rebellious like Balaam. That even when God was standing on his way, he was not understanding. He was insisting on going on his way. So much so that a donkey had to speak sense to him. Christian and yet you do the things unbelievers do how can you say you are following him and yet everything you do is your own agenda 
you have insisted on your way and you have kept on your way you cannot serve him like that we need to establish this foundation this night that you may be caught but he only chooses those who follow him at his tents when he made that call of discipleship he made it to multitudes but listen to me only 12 responded at the point 70 and at the point before he left 120 they were the chosen many heard him but he did not commit himself to them why because i would say he knew what was in their hearts he knew that these people are bent on their ways they are in church they are following him because of what he will do for them it is the bread and the miracle they are looking for they are not ready to pick up his cross they are not ready to pick up his cross and follow him to where he is leading them to they only want the benefits and the blessings he did not commit himself he appointed twelve in mark chapter 3 verse 14 he said that they will be with him so many were called but few were chosen and when he chooses you he requires that you will serve him faithfully are you still insisting on your own way are you still insisting on living the way you want to live it does not work in the end time let me tell you what will happen the bible said it matthew chapter 7 that some people will say ah master master this is the exploit we have done in your name i've casted out demons we have done this we have done this and he will say something and that's so pathetic you see depart from me you workers of iniquity and this is hard this is breaking how can i commit my life to serving you and you will say that you don't know me truly he didn't know them there were those who when they came to him insisted on doing their things so all those things they were doing they were just enjoying the corporate anointing of the church listen to me there's an anointing that sometimes when it begins to flow eh when they begin to flow even babies will cast out demons are you hearing me even babies will cast out demons so those people were those who think they came they were living on their own terms they were serving god the way they like they did not commit themselves to doing exactly what he wants them to do they did not commit to doing his will so he will say you see you just wasted your time i don't even know you you are workers of iniquity they were those who even though they professed to be christian they were living the way they wanted to live they were doing all manner of things and wickedness they were just using him the church was social club for them it was everything he said depart from me and he called the twelve and he designated them apostles 
He called some people, they didn't come. Some only followed him. It is important we lay this foundation this night. And tomorrow I believe God will begin to build upon it for us. But it is important you know that you don't come to him and decide how you will serve him. That's not the way to faithful service. That's not the way to faithful stewardship. You come and you lay everything at the foot of the cross. You come and you say, Lord Jesus, take my life and let it serve the purpose for which I was born and born again. Now, I'm going to round up now. Listen to me. The Bible says that when we come to him, we should serve him with holiness and with fear. And I discovered that one of the greatest challenges we have in this generation is of men who have lost all reverence for God. No regard for his glory. No fear for his name. And for them, they just think that this is a play. That the whole Christianity is a play. That we can become Christians and do what we want to do and live the way we want to live. I don't know about you, but I think we should pray now. We are trusting God in this conference to show us how we can be faithful stewards. Are you hearing me? But God is saying, listen, the foundation of Christian service is that you must lay your all that you must follow me you must enter into a constraining and restraining relationship with me that I become Lord and master over your life that I dictate and direct and tell you what you must do not you continue with your agenda I want us to pray at this point all head bow and I want you to review your life in a minute or two when you came to him did you deny yourself tomorrow by the grace of God we shall begin to look at the practical way into these things but today I want you to pray and I pray that to our lives. Have you been blessed by today's message? Then watch out for more episodes to come your way for his words are new every morning. To know more about us, visit our website on www.worldagentofchange.org and stay connected. God bless you.